I just think, gosh, Lord, if only things were different. But then he reminds me, but things aren't different. <laughs> this is true. This is reality. You need to face it. And so I have to. Hi, my name is Father Mike Schmitz, and this is Ascension Presents. So someone asked me the other day, they said, you know, Father, I've been to confession. I know that God has forgiven me. I know that I've been restored to his grace, but I'm having a tough time forgiving myself. I don't know if you've ever been in that position where you find it just really difficult to forgive yourself, but that's really common. It's incredibly common. You know, with this particular person who, who brought this up to me, I, I wanted to affirm a couple of things. One is I wanted to affirm the fact that, that they were willing to trust in the power of Jesus Christ in the Sacrament of Reconciliation, that they were willing to trust in the love of God for them to be able to say, yes, I can come to God in my brokenness, in my woundedness, in my death, being dead in my sins. And he actually desires to lift me up. He desires to forgive me. This is true for you too. I know some, so often we can believe that our sins disqualify us. And yet, uh, if there's anything that qualifies us for God's love, God's mercy, you know, mercy is, is God's love when we don't deserve it. Mercy is to love when we don't deserve it. When, when the last thing we deserve is love, that's mercy. That's what that is. If anything qualifies us for mercy, it's the fact that we need it, which is remarkable that God actually wants to give it to us. He wants us to receive his mercy. This person, uh, they were so clearly understanding that mercy and grace, this forgiveness is not, it's not cheap. You know, sometimes you go to confession and say, ah, it just seems too easy. It seems too easy that I'm just forgiven. I went to confession. I said some words. The priest prayed over me. And now I'm forgiven. That seems too easy. And I would say, you're right. It is easy for you. <laughs> it is easy for me. But what makes it possible for Christ to forgive us through confession, through the ministry of the priest, is the fact that he suffered, that he died, that he conquered death and rose from the dead. It is easy for you and for me. It was not easy for Christ. That, that we realize this forgiveness, this mercy is free, but it is not cheap at all. And so the fact that, that this person who was talking to me realized that, that that reality is so powerful, so important. But still, we find ourselves in this place where I can't forgive myself, which makes sense. Why? Well, for a couple of reasons. I want to look at the second great commandment, right? The first great commandment, love the Lord your God with everything you got. The second great commandment is love your neighbor as yourself. And there's at least couple consequences to this, to, to this commandment. The first is, if we're going to love our neighbors well, if we're going to love our neighbors as ourselves, that implies that we actually love ourselves. I don't know if you ever thought about it that way, but embedded in God's great, second great commandment, to love your neighbor as yourself, is the assumption that you actually care about yourself, that you actually see yourself as someone who's worth loving that until I see myself as someone who's worth loving and actually do love myself, I will find it very, very uh, difficult, if not impossible, to love anyone else. I came across a study that talked about how, at least in North America, people were more likely to remember to give their dogs or their pets medication than to take their own medication for themselves. Like on, on a pretty significant scale where it was like really that many people were willing to give their pets medication and they were unwilling to remember to give themselves themselves medication. And the conclusion that some people are drawing out of this was, was not that, well, those, those pet people, you know, those, they're, they're, they love their pets. It's yes, those pet people love their pets and they 
maybe don't love themselves. They maybe don't see themselves as being the kind of person who's worth being taken care of. At least not as much as their dog or their cat or their parakeet. And that's incredibly sad because you have been made for love. You've been made in God's own image and likeness. And even when you're broken, you're still good. It's, that's the truth. Even when you've fallen, you're still loved. And even when you've done horrible things, you're still someone who's worth taking care of. So love your neighbor as yourself means you actually love yourself. But secondly, what's love? The classical definition of love is willing the good of the other. Now, in this case, it's willing one's own good. It's choosing the good for oneself. And there's something critical in this, something so important about this, that if I love my neighbor as myself, that means I need to love myself, see myself as being someone who's worth taking care of. But secondly, that means I will the good for myself as well. So what is the good for yourself? Well, you already chose to be forgiven by God, to be reconciled by God through the ministry of the priest in the sacrament of reconciliation. Super good. Two thumbs up, way up. But then also, what would the good be for you now? Would it be to hold this weight over your head? I mean, honestly, would it be to lay down your sins at the foot of the cross, to receive forgiveness, receive absolution, and then before you leave the confessional, to pick those sins back up and carry them? Question, how often is God glorified when you beat yourself up? Just, just simple question. How much do you think God is glorified every time you beat yourself up? When, when you and I choose to carry these, this weight of a sin that's been forgiven by the Lord Jesus, by his life, death, and resurrection, how much do you think God's like, yeah, good, I like that. I like the fact that even though I forgave them, even though I actually forgave them at the cost of my own life, I'm glad that they're still beating themselves up. I'm honored and glorified when they beat themselves. That, that doesn't happen. Why? Because that's not your good. And God loves you, which means he wills your good. So will your own good. Even if it was just a matter of this, even if it was just a matter of, I only want to do things that will glorify God, therefore I'll beat myself up. No, God is not glorified when you beat yourself up. But re the still reality remains. It is hard to forgive ourselves. So what is it hard to forgive ourselves about? I don't necessarily think that it's just because I, I committed this sin, that I failed to, to live up to this objective standard. I think it's this. I think it's there were consequences that I have a tough time living with. I think it's because, of this, because people found out and now they see me in a new light, in a different light. I think it's because there's things that are out of my control because of what I've done in my sins. I think it's those three things, right? So um, people see me in a different light because there's consequences, because there are now things out of my control that uh, are because of my sin. So we have to deal with those things. There's this thing called restitution that if I can make it up in some way, like for example, if I steal $500 from somebody I can be forgiven of that, but then I've got to give $500 back to that person. If, I, if it's at all possible, I need to do whatever I can to make restitution to that person. That's actually just a normal part of the forgiveness reconciliation process. Yes, Jesus has forgiven me, and now I have to go make restitution. Okay, so if there's consequences that I can actually do something about, then I need to do, the, do that thing. But when there aren't, when there aren't consequences that I can do something about, when I can't make restitution, when I just experience the shame or see these consequences or I realize things are out of my control now, what do I do then? Here's, here's what I think can really help. Surrender. What I mean by that is I take this shame 
that I can't do anything about now. I take these consequences that I can't do anything about. I take these things that are spinning out of my control that I can't do anything about right now and I place them under the Lordship of Jesus. Now, this isn't just some spiritual practice, but it is a spiritual practice. What it is is saying, God, I can't do anything here. There's, if there's anything more I could do, I would do it. I can't restore these relationships. I can't not have this shame. They know this about me now. Um, there's consequences here. So I just surrender it to you. I place everything, my shame, these consequences, these relationships, these things spinning out of control, I place them under your dominion. You get to be Lord of all of it. And if you're Lord of all of it, then I'm Lord of none of it. If you're Lord of all of it, all I can do is submit it to you, surrender it to you, and when it comes back up and I want to beat myself up about that shame and that, and that, that, that blame against myself, I'm going to re-surrender it. I'm going to resubmit it. I'm going to once again place it under your Lord, your Lordship. You guys, I would say I, I have to do this on a regular basis because I'm someone who, well, I tend to sin, A, and B, I tend to feel really, really badly about it. How I face it, obviously go to confession, make restitution, but then also just surrender and say, God, I can't do anything. I place it under your Lordship. I place me, myself, and everything I am, everything I've done under your dominion because Jesus, you are the Lord of my life. And if you are the Lord of my entire life, then that means you're the Lord of those broken parts too. Anyways, that's what I think. From all us here to Sensei Presents, my name is Father Mike. God bless.